0: It's good to be here at Bethel this morning. It's good to be with y'all. I ask you to continue to pray uh, for the service, um, always in need of God's tender touch and his comforting hand upon us, not only in the pews, but in the pulpit. Whether here in life, always looking for the tender touch of a wonderful Savior, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Paul exhorts Timothy in 2 Timothy, he says, he tells Tim, young Timothy to sh- study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. It's important that not only uh, readers of the word, but the minister of the word to rightly divide the word of truth. There's so much that's been spoken of out here in the world, uh, so much that's thrown at us. And see, as young babes in Christ and as ministers of the gospel, that we rightly divide the word of truth. He exhorts him to study and to rightly divide the word of truth, but shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness. The more we look to anything else other than the Holy Scriptures, which is the truth and nothing but the truth, we're... uh, can receive profane and vain babblings that just lead into more ungodliness. We need to put all of our time and energy into the Word. It's solid. It's something that's trustworthy. It's something that we, we need to read and study every day that we live here on Earth. It's God speaking to us. We speak to God in prayer. God speaks to us through His Word. And it's very important that we rightly divide it. He says, but shun profane and vain babblings i mean you just turn on the news and you're going to hear some vain babblings <laughs> well we talked about the covid vaccine and all the stuff the stuff that the government you know there's no telling uh, what's true and what's not true there's so much that's portrayed to my children i tell them to stay off this and stay off that and the more the more we increase our thoughts and our energy Course, those things and away from the word of God and not trying to rightly divide it. See, you have to actually read it. <laughs> you have to actually study it if you're gonna rightly divide it. Otherwise, you're not gonna be able to do that. You're gonna listen to the naysayers. You're gonna listen to the false prophets out there in this world that'll try to put you in fear and in bondage. And Jesus Christ <laughs> came into the world to believe us at that and he did it, okay? He's exhorting him here, and he's, he gets on. To, he says, and their word, what Edith does the canker of whom is Hymenius and Philetus, who concerning the truth have erred. These pe- they've erred, and what? How have they erred? He's going to tell us. He's saying that the resurrection has passed already and overthrew the faith of some. Your faith is can be overthrown by false teaching, by false error." That's why we're to read the, the scriptures. That's why we're to rightly divide them. He says, your faith can be overthrown. But thank goodness. Thank God Almighty. He says, nevertheless, this is a possibility that can happen to any child of God out here in the world. But he's going to send a comforting message. And this is the most foundational truth, I think, in just about all the scriptures in himself. And he's fixing to tell young Timothy, a timid man. He says, nevertheless nevertheless this this could happen but nevertheless the foundation the foundation of god standeth sure how comforting was that to young timothy not to get it, get in a, a mess out here in this world not to listen to vain babblings get in the word of god study it show thyself approved unto god don't be entangled with a mess out here in this world The same mess that was going on back then is the same mess that's going on here in 2024. He says, nevertheless, Timothy, the foundation of God standeth sure. What is that foundation? It has a seal. When people sold stuff or um, purchased stuff, there was always a seal. There was a seal in certain documents or certain seal that the king wore. This this is a solid rock. This is a foundational truth of the primitive Baptists. And it's right here in the scripture. It should be the solid foundation of any religion of Christianity. Here it is. Having this seal, the Lord. The Lord knoweth them that are his. If you know you're one of his, you need to let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. That is the most solid foundation. The Lord knoweth them that are his. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, he says in John chapter 6. You were given to Christ Jesus before a time ever begin. That's a solid foundation. You know, he talks to his disciples and talks about building on a foundation, a solid foundation. Well, this is the most solid foundation. The Lord knoweth them that are his. That is (laughs) glorious and wonderful to think about how the Lord knows you before time ever began, before he founded this world of creation. He has all knowledge in heaven and in earth. He has all power in heaven and in earth. Before he created this world with all power, he knew you. The Lord knoweth them that are his. He knows everybody that was born from Adam to the last era promised outside his elect family of God. He knows everything. That's one of the most wonderful attributes of God that we can look to is that God knows everything. Everything there is, both yesterday, today, and forever. When he came and paid for your sins, what happened? He paid for all your sins from today until the time you draw your last breath. He knew about them. That's how he died for all of them. He didn't die for just the ones you did yesterday and are doing today. He died for all of them. He paid the sin debt in full. Every single sin that you'll ever commit here in this life. Why? Because he knoweth them that are his. And he sent his son to die for all your sins of all the elect. That's an all-wise, all-knowing God. That's the one who is with you every day, who said he will never leave you nor forsake you. Rightly divide the word of truth. Get into it. And you will read the promises of God, which are what? Yea and amen. That's a foundational truth. The Lord knows them that are his. He knows everything. He's a wonderful God. Listen to uh, David in uh, Psalms 139. As you travel here in this life, uh, you know, the Lord knows. <laughs> he Lord knows a lot more than I know, I can tell you that. <laughs> Woo! He, you know, and when people asked about Eliza coming into the world and I said, well, the Lord obviously knew about Eliza. I, I definitely did not know about Eliza. <laughs> you know, he knew about her a long time ago before I ever knew anything about her. And I thank God for her, her every day that she's been here, you know, seven days. She's been in this old world and she's doing great. But the Lord knew, knew her. I did not. The Lord's good to us, even when we're not good to him. Isn't that wonderful? Why? Because he knows you. I know, you know, he goes, my sheep hear my voice and I know them. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. In regeneration, not <laughs> any other way. It's wonderful. My sheep hear my voice and I know them. He knows you personally. He knows every hair you have on your head. There's not a sparrow that falls that he, he's not aware about. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful to think of? At the same time, it's pretty fearful. (laughs) He knows everything about you. He knows more than you do. You know, he told the disciples, and let's read there uh, Psalms 139 about David's experience. He says, oh, Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou hast searched me and known me. He knows you. He knows what you stand in need of. That's a great God, is it not? No matter how bad you've been, he's good to you. He knows you. A lot of people don't know who Tim is. The Lord does. That's all that matters. That's the only one I should be looking to seek favor from is God. Because he knows me. He knows all my evil ways. I can put on a pretty picture out here in this world. And I can talk the talk and walk the walk. But the Lord knows me. He knows me inside and out. And he knows what I stand in need of. Oh, Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my down sitting and my uprising. He knows when you lay down. He knows when you get up. He knows what you stand in need of. He knew what I stood in need of bringing that little girl home this past week. He he knew it ahead of time. He, you know, you start to know some certain things, and you just get all worried and all choked up. You start to fear and to worry. The Lord knows them. You know, a long time ago, I was going through a lot. My mother. Wrote me a little letter, and in that letter, we've always been taught to trust in the Lord with all our heart, lean not to our own understanding, but in all our ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct our path. He can direct your path if He knows you. He can do that. He leads the righteous. He don't lead the ungodly. You know, He's not the author of sin. He's not the author of everything that goes out here in this world. He knows everything. He knows what's going to happen. He can see it (laughs) clear as a bell. There's nothing that's ever surprised the Lord. He knows them that are His. It's not a surprise. You're not going to commit a sin here, out here in the future. And He said, like, "Whoa, didn't see that one." You know, He didn't pay. He paid for all of your sins. He knows you. He knows everything you're going to do. You know, she, I was going through a lot, and she always sent me some scriptures and to trust in the Lord. she sent me one out of Isaiah 41:10 that says, "Fear thou not, for I am with thee." We don't have to fear because he's with you. He's inside you. Once you're born of the Spirit, he lives within you. Christ in you. I can't explain it, but it's glorious. Because he will be with you all the way. Fear not. My mom's thing was, fear thou not, son, for I'm God is with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, Yeah, I will help thee. Yeah, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. I could go to that. It was such great words of encouragement, telling me to fear not, fear not what I was going through. And David's saying in Psalms 139, thou knowest when I sit down, thou knowest when I rise up. Nobody else does. <laughs> you know, this morning we came to church and I was like, we got here at 10, 15. I said, we've got another child in this world, icy conditions. Being, we were early. We couldn't do that a week ago. <laughs> well, less people and great conditions. <laughs> It's amazing what the Lord can do. (laughs) But he he knows when we get up. He knows when we lay down. That's a loving God, isn't it? He says, thou can pass my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. All my ways, not some of them. All my ways. For there's not a word in my tongue, but lo, Lord, thou knowest it altogether. The Lord knows all we stand in need of before we even ask. He's got wonderful scripture in Ephesians, how he can do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think. Why can he, know, why can he do that? Well, hey, he's God. He's all-powerful, and he knows our very thoughts and actions before we can even conjure them up in our little peanut brains. That's a great God. He knows all about you, and he cares for you. He wanted to send his son down to pay for your sins, to be with him in eternal glory. How gracious is that? How wonderful is that? You know, he didn't choose everybody before the foundation of the world based on our repentance and based on all our good works. You know, it says the exact opposite. When you rightly divide the word of truth, it's the exact opposite. He looked down upon the children of man, and there was none good, no, not one. There was none that even seek God. That's what it says. So if heaven's based on our works, nobody's going to be in heaven because he did look down to see who would come to him. No one. Paul says that very clearly in Romans chapter 3. There's none good. No, not one. Not a one. There was only one good one. It's our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He who knew no sin was made to be sin, that we might be able to the righteousness of God in him. Our only righteousness is Jesus Christ, the one who knows us, the one who laid down his life for his sheep. My sheep hear my voice in regeneration, and I know them. He says, thou hast beset me behind the before." And lay thy hand upon me. One of my favorite scriptures. You say that all the time. (laughs) They're all good. (laughs) They're all good. Why? Because they're about a savior. He says that you're in front of me. You're behind me. And you put your hand down upon me. When I need it the most, I can feel you. He loves his sheep. They hear his voice. And they will follow him. Because he knows them. Don't ever forget. The foundation of God standeth sure. He says... Listen, David says, such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high, I cannot attain unto it. It's unexplainable, it's it's marvelous when you talk about God knowing you, God knowing everything, knowing your uprisings, your sitting down. It's wonderful. You know, uh, turn over to the New Testament and... uh, in Matthew chapter 6, he's going to teach them, the disciples, how to pray. And he's telling them how not to pray. You know, don't be like the, um, the Pharisees who stand out there and, and do certain ways about getting into a closet. You know, the, you, know you pray in secret and the Lord will op- reward you openly. That's how he does his sheep. You come down, God's not interested in the outward. He's interested in the inward. You understand that. What you're doing out of the sight of men, the Lord will reward you openly. He says in uh, verse 8, chapter 6, Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things you have in need of before ye ask of him. And he goes in how to pray. He knows it all we stand in need of. He knew what it would take to redeem your soul of, of all the sheep. He knew what, what it would take. And what was that? He sent forth his son made of a woman, made under the law, to what? redeem those under the law. It took a perfect sacrifice. It took a perfect sacrifice of Lord Jesus to save you, to redeem you, to reconcile you back to God. And one day you'll be glorified. All based on the work, the finished work of Jesus Christ. That is another foundational truth. If God didn't foreknow you, you know, we talk about foreknowledge and the uh, work of redemption. You know, you talk about for whom he did foreknow, which means who he loved. But I I don't want to talk about that this morning. I just want to talk about how God knows everything. He knows what you stand in need of before you ask. He's with you all the way to the end, is what he told the disciples. In this world, you shall have tribulations, but I have overcome the world. And I will be with you to the end. He is with you. He will not forsake you. The uh, In John chapter 10, it talks about... He says in verse 25, Jesus answered them, I told you and you believe not. The works that I do in my father's name, they bear witness of me. He says, but you believe not because you are not. Not you are not because you don't believe, but you don't believe because you are not of my sheep. He tells some of the disciples, he goes, I never knew you. I never knew you before the foundation of the world. He's not saying he didn't know who they were. Obviously the Lord knows everything. That's why I'm trying to explain to you here this morning. He is the all-wise, all knowing Heavenly Father. Okay, He knows all about you. He knows all about the evil in this world. God has overcome the world. He has overcome the grave. And he has overcome sin and death. I'm telling you how glorious is that. He knew and he still went to the cross. He knew that he would be buffeted. He knew that a crown of thorns would be placed on his head he knew that his back would be laid up and he knew all these things but he still went it's hard to know you know certain things you know if you just look back at your uh your path in this life and you wouldn't do certain things if you knew what was what was ahead you know jonah he didn't want to go down to nineveh i mean it was a wicked city i mean you think of America is wicked right now, and the wickedness around this world, it didn't hold a drop in the bucket compared to Nineveh. They were proud of their evil ways, and Jonah didn't want to go down. You know, and Nahum also was a, went down there to talk about the destruction of Nineveh and the sure destruction. But if I, if I had to go through some of those things, I would, I'd have been like Jonah. I'm out of here. See you later. Okay. I mean, who does that? I'm like, this is what's fixing to happen. Like, yep, going on the boat. You know, there's there certain things we just, we don't do. You came here this morning not knowing what it was going to be like, but you had a, he had a vision. You wanted to be with the people of God. You wanted to be in the house of God to talk about a victorious Savior who knows you. <laughs> he knoweth them that are his. It's wonderful to think about, but it's wonderful to hear, but it's wonderful when he has his hand upon you. And let you know, you're mine. I'm yours. You know, Isaiah in chapter 4, he says, comfort ye, comfort ye, my people, saith your God. It's my people and your God. We're his, he is ours. Isn't that wonderful? God gave him to us to redeem us. (laughs) I'll tell you. But he says, but ye believe not, because you are not of my sheep. As I said unto you, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them and they follow me in, in regeneration. That's what that means. That not all of God's children are going to follow Savior. They should, we should, we should follow him in gospel baptism. We should follow him, you know, to the house of God. We should want to meet with him, to sup with him. Not all will, but when it comes to all of God's elect, all will follow him based on them hearing his voice. You know, the thief on the cross heard his voice, uh, you know. In regeneration and the same day he heard it audibly when he says today thou shalt be with me in paradise he said remember me the Lord never forgot any of his children we sing the song oh Lord remember me he never forgot you why because he knows you he knows you in an intimate way in a loving way he knows you in the covenant of grace before time ever began he knew you then he knows you now and he's going to know in the future and thank God we'll be with him in eternity we'll never be without our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that's wonderful to think about all because he knoweth them that are his. If he didn't know who was his, you know, a lot of the gospel that's being preached out here is he don't know, have a clue who's going to be with him in heaven. He don't know who's going to uh, repent. We don't, he don't know anybody who's going to come down under gospel baptism. He, he's just wondering who's going to make it and who's not. You know, he went home, he went to heaven to build a mansion. I believe it's going to be a glorious mansion. People say they don't know much about heaven. And I tell you, you can put me, I'll take a log cabin. <laughs> Why? Because it's in heaven. Jesus is heaven. <laughs> We're going, our eyes are going to be fixed on him. I ain't going to be looking out at your mansion thinking, boy, he's in the up house. I'm in the outhouse down here. <laughs> give me whatever you want. Just give me a place. Give me a place of rest. That's what it's going to be. It's going to be a place of rest. In this world, there is no rest. One day, that'll be a superior rest. I don't care what. What kind of living condition the world wants to put you in? How many crowns of righteousness? The only crowns of righteousness to be our Savior, Jesus Christ. Why? Because he knows you. He knows you. Isn't that wonderful to think about before time ever began? He knew about Eliza. He knew about Timothy. He knew about you, Brother Junior. He knows them that are his. He loves them. That's what he says, for whom he did foreknow or for love. It's hard for me to wrap my head around him loving a people that was against him. We were enmity against God, but he still, he chose you, predestinated you. He's going to call you here in time. He justified you on the cross of Calvary. You're declared righteous. Isn't that wonderful? It's wonderful. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Why are they not going to perish? Because Jesus paid the sin debt. He paid all that it stood in, you stood in need of, all that I stood in need of. He put your sins behind his back as far as the east is from the west because he knew you. And he gave it, gives you eternal life and you shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck you out of my hand. My father, and they are one. There's three to bear reckoning in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. My father, which gave them me, and rege- I'm telling you, is greater than all. You're not going to step, you're not going to surpass Jesus and go to the Father. <laughs> He's greater than all. And no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. It's wonderful to think that God kn- knew us long before we knew him. We didn't know him until he put his spirit in our heart in regeneration when we heard the voice of the Son of God. If you love the brethren, you love the Lord and Savior, you're a regenerated child of God. And we should search the scriptures daily, as the Bereans did, to see if these things are so. Does God know me? He loves me long before I ever loved him. When you knew that you first loved Jesus because he loved you first, isn't that wonderful? It's wonderful to search the scriptures. It's wonderful to divide the scriptures from truth from error they all fit together with that one foundational truth the lord knoweth them that are his he knew before he created this w- universe he knew you before he created everything that we have to enjoy here in this life he knew you or he loved you and nobody's able to pluck you out of his hand him and his father are one he said i will never leave thee nor forsake thee you shall you never perish You'll be with him in eternity. Give me the log cabin. Give me whatever you want to picture it as. I don't care. It's heaven. <laughs> How glorious is that? Because he knew you. My father which gave them to me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. I think of all the different, as I go around and try to preach the word of God, you look for those foundational truths. And one thing that I love about the Primitive Baptists and I love about Bethel is we believe in a finished work of Jesus Christ. it wasn't finished if he didn't sit down. He sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. It was finished. That's why he could sit down. All the priests could never sit down in the Old Testament. It was never a resting place. Nobody could ever sit down. There was only one who could sit upon the throne, sit at the right hand of the majesty on high, and that was Jesus Christ. Why? Because he was finished. God, Father, was pleased. Why was he pleased? Because the work was done. Everything that He sent His Son down to this earth to do, He accomplished. We can rest in that. We can rest because Jesus knew you. He, which means He loved you. He foreknew you and predestinated your future. You're going to be in heaven based on the finished work. That's why He sat down. All because it all circles back because He knew you. He knew everything from your first step to the last step here in this life. That's why we can go to Jesus. For comfort in time of need. Listen to what he says in uh, Hebrews. And like I said, a lot of times it's comforting. (laughs) A lot of times it's fearful. But we have a great high priest. He says, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. And of the joints and marrow. I mean, he, he knows every minute detail of every atom of this whole entire world. It's, David said it's just too much. It's like mind-blowing when you stop and really meditate and think about a God like that who knows everything would know a poor sinner like me. It's, it's amazing. It's glorious. It should make you want to get up and get to the house of God under blizzard conditions for the opportunity to give him what he deserves. And that's all praise and all glory. Everything we're to do here in life is put glory to God. Do you know that? That's your purpose here in this life, is give glory to God. It says he is a discerner of the thoughts, intents of the heart. He knows what your heart's feeling. He knows your thoughts in your head, what's going on in your head. You know, see People say, you know, go with your gut you know listen to your heart which is evil (laughs) to begin with he's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart he says neither is there any creature that's not manifest in his sight when you manifest something you bring it out you go through customs and you have to you know manifest you know show a manifestation that's just bringing it to light he says there's not a creature that's not manifest in his sight but all things are naked and opened Unto the eyes of Him with whom we have to do, He knows what you stand in need of. He knew what you stood in need of to be with Him in eternal glory. That's why He sent His Son. That's why He sat down. All because what we talked about here this morning. He knows you. He knows everything about you. Everything. He says, seeing that we have a great High Priest that has passed into the heavens, Jesus the Son of God. Let us hold fast our profession. Let's hold it fast. Just don't let go of it. Let's hold it fast. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but we, in all points, tempted. I guess we were yet without sin. He walked, you know, the devil tempted him. He had all kind of temptations. I mean, you know, when uh, they were fixing to crucify him, he says, don't you know I got the power to take, your, you know, crucify you? He said, Jesus looked at him and said, hmm. You wouldn't have any power at all if my father wouldn't have given it to you. I don't think so. (laughs) Okay. He he knew what was before him, and he still went. As we travel here in this life, and each day approaches, let's look to the Lord Jesus. Let's look to the word here in 2024. Let's rightly divide it. And don't ever forget Paul's message to Timothy. He says, the foundation of God standeth sure. The Lord knoweth them that are his. So that should make us want to depart from iniquity. People think that election you can just sin away. You can do whatever you want to that you're saved by grace and grace alone and so I can just walk the way I want to walk and talk the way I want to talk without God seeing. It. You know God sees everything. That's what we've been talking about here this morning. But it should make us want to be more holy. Make us want to be more obedient. Make us want to repent more, to turn from our ways and look towards the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we can come boldly to the throne of grace. I like to come boldly in anything here in this life, to come boldly to, for him. We can do that. Why? Because we can obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. When you need something the most, we need to turn to the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He knows what you need before you even ask him. He knows what you stand in need of. He, he's with you in front of you. And he's with you behind you, as David says and he's got his hand upon you, and he will never let it go. And, and uh, I appreciate you listening to me ramble this morning. The, uh, I love the word of God. I love to preach the word of God. I love to be among God's children here in this life, and I want to uh, preach the foundation of God about him knowing his children, that he will never let them go. No man's able to pluck them out of their hand And that she gave us great relief, great comfort. We can rest in the finished work of Jesus Christ.